0: Today, we will be discussing Season 6, Episode 10, the series finale, ironically titled, Start. Holy Holy crap. Holy crap. Holy crap. Holy crap. Holy crap. Holy crap. This finale is incredible. It is absolutely magnificent. It is a masterpiece in and of itself. It's emotional, poetic, tense as shit, and every bit as bittersweet as you would expect the end to a show like The Americans to be. Like it takes you on a roller coaster ride of emotions in the short time span of an hour and 10 minutes. It is a perfect end to a magnificent, magnificent story. In fact, I would go as far as to say, and I swear I am not exaggerating when I say this. I would go as far as to say that this is one of the greatest television finales of all time. This is up there with Breaking Bad. This is up there with Avatar The Last Airbender. This is up there with all the extraordinary finales that have gone down in history as the most satisfying, powerful conclusions to such good shows ever. It is seriously up there. I love everything about it. It is such a perfect final episode. Uh, So, most of how I'm going to break this down is going to be chronological, uh, but I want to bring this up right out of the way since it's a very small part of the episode and they don't devote a ton of time to it. Uh, So here's how Oleg's story ends. He's just gonna go to prison. Like, they're not gonna get him out of there. There's not gonna be some special bombastic thing that happens with him. Like, you saw him in prison last time around. He is going to stay there for quite a long time. And Arkady tells Oleg's father such... And he does not take it well, as you would expect to. His reaction is one of, like, just, it is so painful to witness. This is a father who's already lost one son in how he, in how, as he describes it, a pointless war. And now, another one of his sons is in prison in America, and because his operation was not officially KGB, like, that's it. He's done. There's not going to be a trade. He's just kaput. They won't want him. And now Oleg's family has essentially been left broken by a failed mission, by a lost cause of trying to save the Soviet Union from itself. And you see this one moment where, uh, The father has to tell Oleg's wife what just happened. And, like, there's no words in that one scene, but it's just, like, an expression of pure pain. And, not only that, uh, but it's very likely now that they will go after, at the very least, Arkady, maybe even Oleg's father. Because they just won. They basically just won. And that's how Oleg ends. So, yeah. Starting this discussion off with a fun one. In fact, there's a lot of fun things that happen in this episode. There's a lot of fun things that happen in this finale that aren't painful at all. Uh, Like, for example, the opening sequence where Philip and Elizabeth make the decision, Hey, we need to take Paige... But let's just leave Henry. Let's leave our son in America without us. With no parents. With no family of any kind. Because he's doing real well in school. He's not a kid anymore. His life is here. He is an American. He doesn't know anything. He is completely innocent. He'll be totally fine. There's no reason to take him away from his life. There's no reason to bring him to Russia where he doesn't know anyone, where he uh, will just flounder. He will be better off here. And this is a horrifying moment uh, where these two parents have to come to the decision. I mean, we love our son. We would love to have him with us, but... He's better off in America. It's better that he stays here. This is one of the earliest gut punches in an episode full, and I mean full of gut punches. Uh, we also have Father Andre being interrogated. He did not get away. He did not go back to Russia. And Adderholt's interrogating him, basically saying, Hey, look, I don't want to do this, but if you don't say who this is, who these illegals are, we're going to reveal your ties to the KGB and it's going to go down in flames. Your whole church is gonna go down in flames. Uh the Russian Orthodox Church in America will cease to exist because it will be like the biggest scandal ever. And Adderholt keeps like sorta picking at Father Andre, picking at Father Andre more and more and more and more, saying, Hey, look, the Soviet Union wants to destroy your religion. They don't give a shit about you. You're useful to them now, but they are not your friends in any way. And then after a while of this, Father Andre, he gives up Philip and Elizabeth. Now, granted, he doesn't know their American names, so he just calls them Mikael and Najesta. But remember, he also saw them Out of their disguises. When he married them. Just a few years ago. So he knows. What those two really look like. And he of course contributes sketches. So. If Philip and Elizabeth weren't screwed before. They absolutely are now. 100%. Like, their pictures are out there. Their identities are out there. They have been 100% blown. All this, while Philip and Elizabeth have had to make the difficult choice, well, we need to take Paige, because she took part in all our bullshit, but Henry's all the way in New Hampshire, and he's doing really well, And we have to make the really, really horrifying choice that no parent should have to make of, we're going to leave the country, never to return, and we're not going to take our son with us. Because it's better for him if he stays here. So they get Paige, and Paige is like, hey, what the hell, what is going on here? like, we have to leave to Russia, and we're not taking Henry? Like, I don't understand this. Uh, But she falls in line, ultimately. And, uh, they go into the parking garage. And who is waiting for them but Stan frickin' Beeman? We then proceed to have one of the most... Incredible sequences of all time. One of the most heartbreaking moments in television history. And easily my favorite sequence in this entire show. This parking garage sequence is incredible. It is masterfully written. It is... Perfectly acted by all involved, by Matthew Reese, by Carrie Russell, by Noah Emmerich, by Holly Taylor. It is just phenomenal, and Stan just sort of brings up all this shit in just short, such a short amount of time. And honestly, this sequence could have lasted like an hour with all the shit. That has come up. (laughs) And everything that Philip and Elizabeth... All the ways that Philip and Elizabeth's operations and Stan's operations have intersected over the years. Everything. Like, this could have been, like, a feature-length film in and of itself. But they do a good job of taking out, like, okay... What are the ways we can get at everyone the most? What are the ways we can create the most impact in this scene? So they find, like, the five things that are best to bring up. And then they put that in. And then they cut it off there. Like, okay, that's enough. We get the point. They do a good job of just... ...overloading us with all this insane stuff bubbling up to the surface... ...while also being reserved, while also knowing when enough is enough. And by the way, this is after Stan, uh, I should say, has been checking a bunch of garages... ...and nothing's happened, and checked uh, the travel agency, not there, checked home, not there. So then he was surveilling Paige's apartment building... And he found Philip and Elizabeth there, and then went into this garage. And it starts out perfectly, where Stan shows up randomly. And they have to try and talk him down, like, try and... Because they don't know Stan knows at this point. They don't know Stan's wised up. So they're just sort of trying to talk their way out of it trying to get away from Stan, like, oh, we came here to pick up Paige, uh, cause she's not feeling well. And, uh, Stan's like, oh, what's wrong? Uh, my stomach hurts. Oh, both your parents are picking you up, and you're going home? You're leaving from college for a stomach ache? Like, that's weird. And Philip's like, hey, uh, why are you interrogating us? Hey, uh, That's a different car, isn't it? Where's your car? Oh, uh, our car's in the shop. We got a loaner. Hey, what will happen if I run those license plates? And Phillip's like, wait, wait, stop. What are you doing? And then Stan pulls out a freaking gun. Out of nowhere. Stan's just like a gun on the ground now. And is going full FBI agent. And you can tell God, no Emmerich deserved an Emmy for this scene alone. He wasn't even nominated, and I was pissed, and I'm still pissed. Like, he deserves an Emmy for this scene alone. Like, he's trying to be stoic FBI agent, but you can tell, like, he is holding back. Like, just genuine pain. And well, trying to hold back and failing. And then. After a bit of Philip and Elizabeth saying, no, whoa, what are you doing? Eventually, Philip concedes and is like, Look, we had a job to do. That's it. And that's when all this shit, all the cards go on the table. Now, Stan starts the basics. You were my best friend, he says. You made my life a joke, he says and philip is trying to say trying to get stan to other understand like that friendship wasn't a lie like we we did become friends like when you moved in i was terrified and then i was working you and then i grew to care about you in the process that part was real and Philip's like, trying to get Stan to see this. Trying to get Stan to see that, like, it wasn't his life that was a joke. It was mine. Philip's life. My life was a joke. Not yours. And then Stan goes a bit deeper. Matthew. Was he a part of this? Did you have your daughter date my son just for information? And initially, they try to protect Paige. Like, no, 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 she doesn't know. And then Paige immediately just bursts in and is like, no, I knew. They told me when I was 16. But Matthew wasn't a part of this. I just liked him. And Stan's, like, keep go- keeps going through all this stuff, like, trying to figure out, trying to salvage some understanding of what the hell has happened here. He brings up Sophia and Gennady, and it's like, hey, was was that you? Did you kill them? And then Elizabeth steps in and is like, no, no, we don't kill them. We we don't kill people. Liar. Like, Philip isn't even Philip isn't even an agent anymore. He's just, he's a travel guy. He, he doesn't do this. So, Elizabeth just fully lying. Still to protect the lie in front of Paige that there's still some good. That they're not monsters, even though they are. And Stan's just, like, not buying it, you can tell. But no matter, change the subject. And Philip is, like, talking about this guilt he had all this time. This regret he had all this time. Vocalizing to Stan. Look. I wanted to protect my country. I was young. I was stupid. I made a choice of, like, I want to do this because I thought it meant something. And then the more I did, the more time passed, the more people I had to F over... For this stuff, the less I knew what it was all for, the less I understood what I, why I was doing it, the less meaning it had until eventually I couldn't take it anymore. And so I quit. And I've been out for a long time. But now, I have to leave. Because I got caught. And I have to leave my son. Because of it. And you can tell Stan's just like, finding it difficult to... You can tell Stan is finding it difficult to reconcile. Because there are three Phillips. At this point. There is Philip as he presents himself to the outside world. The Philip that Stan is now imagining post his discovery of being a Russian spy. And then there's the real Philip. Who is just a man who thought he was doing good, realized he wasn't. And couldn't figure out what to do because of it. And lives in a life of perpetual regret because of it. Stan is in an impossible position. Phillips vocalizing all this shit he was feeling since this show first premiered. uh, Through all of this entire story. And Stan's like almost getting it, but not quite. And it's this really painful moment where no one knows what to do. And then Stan asks, do you know Oleg Borov? And Philip and Elizabeth are like, no, who's that? And Stan just says, well, we arrested him when he was picking up a dead drop. And this is when Philip and Elizabeth just lose their shit. Because they realize, oh crap, the message we got to the Soviet Union that explained what the leadership of the KGB was doing, they didn't get it. They didn't get that note. So now, like, the future of their country is once again in peril. It was never out of peril. So, and they basically just beg Stan, look, hate us. That's fine. But that message needs to get back home. Because if it doesn't, our country is screwed. If it doesn't, there will never be peace. If it doesn't, this is going to keep happening. And Stan gives like final little affirmation of where he stands. I don't give a shit who runs your country. I don't care. Whether it's Gorbachev or someone else. All I know is, Russian agents are here, they are killing people, they are committing these horrible acts, and you're one of them. But of course, Stan's saying these things. And doesn't know what to think, because this is his old friend. And then, they mention Henry, as they're backing away. Paige tells Stan to take care of Henry. Because Henry loves him. And he's the best chance that kid has. And then the last thing Philip says to Stan, before leaving forever. I don't know how to say this, but I think there's a chance Renee might be one of us. I can't be sure. And then they get in, they start driving, there's this excellent moment where Stan is just standing in front of the car, And you don't know if he's going to get out of the way. You don't know if he's going to sidestep and let them through or if he's just going to stay there and arrest them. We don't know. We have zero clue. There are so many ways this could go. And it's in this moment of like pure tension, pure confusion for the viewer. Like, wait, what is going to happen? How is this standoff going to work? And then Stan, steps aside, lets them go. Now there are a couple reasons I can think of for this being a thing. One, there is old friends. But two, I think, and this is my own theory, I believe that Stan in this moment decides I'm not going to send this message. I'm not doing that. However, there's another way that I cannot betray my country and also make sure that the Russian government is stabilized so there can be peace in this world. The message is gone. The message is going nowhere. But as long as Philip and Elizabeth are alive, as long as Philip and Elizabeth get back to their country, they are the message. That's why he lets them go. And I think the fact that they were friends for a long time, and that he's sort of... Not sure how to think about Philip. Like like I said, there's these three different Philips in this scene in Stan's mind. I think that's part of it. But I think it's mostly like him thinking strategically. Because Philip made a very good case. For why Gorbachev needs to be in power. That the country would be destabilized if this coup happened that there would no that there would never be peace if this happened I think he sidesteps away from the car walks away from that parking garage doesn't tell anybody because he understands that the best chance the world has to get back to peace at this moment is Philip and Elizabeth Getting home. And giving Gorbachev's supporters the message. And yeah, he still doesn't give a shit who runs the country. But he does give a shit about peace. He does give a shit about all of this. Stop it. And Gorbachev is just the best chance that Russia has of backing down. That America has of these illegals no longer being a threat. Of putting a stop to all the madness he has seen over, what, six years of being in counterintelligence? That can stop so long as Philip and Elizabeth get back to the Soviet Union. So he gives them that head start. He sidesteps from the car. And he allows them to escape. Now, I want to talk about Renee for a second. Because... Holy shit. So, now I'll be honest. Initially when I saw this finale, and they didn't give a straight up answer on the Renee issue, I was kind of annoyed. I was like, man, they kind of just dropped this plot line and did nothing with it. Like, I, I, and I expressed that in a review at the time, but I have since, after thinking about it more, have realized that not giving a straight answer as to whether or not Renee is a Russian spy is by far the best thing they could have done. It is a brilliant choice to just provide a non-answer. Because here's why. I have a reason for this. So. Think about. The two paths. That are now laid in front of Stan. In regards to Renee. Either A. Renee is a Russian spy. She's been using him. For three years. At least. Manipulating him when he was at his most vulnerable, and slowly working him to become personnel at the FBI. And now he's going to find out, and he's going to break that off, and Renee's going to get caught. That's option A. Option B is that Renee is not a Russian spy... But because Stan doesn't know that 100%, there's going to be a whole bunch of pullback, a whole bunch of trust, it, trust issues, as we are already kind of seeing in these little moments. Stan goes home, watches Renee sleep, and is just having this concerned look on his face, this confused look on his face. Uh, Renee hugs Stan as the Jennings house is being searched and pulls back from it. So that's already brewing. So, if Renee is not a Russian spy, those trust issues will keep boiling to the surface. That what if question will keep nagging at Stan's brain. And even if Renee is not a Russian spy, it will continue eating at him. And eventually, it will manifest in a very ugly way. The trust issues will continue to skyrocket. And the result won't be much different than if Rene was actually a Russian spy. That relationship would be over. That relationship would be tanked. Either way, Stan and Rene are done. Stan's already had so much of the last few years ruined for him. He is lost ...several good sources. He has... ...lost... ...his only friends... ...his best friends. Found out... ...that his entire friendship with Philip and Elizabeth... ...has been a lie. And now... ...his relationship with Renee... ...is... ...destined for failure... After Philip just tanked it. Yet another reason Stan's life has been eroded by discovering his friends are Russian spies. It is brilliant. In its non-answer. It is an absolutely phenomenal decision. For the writers to just say, you know what? We're not going to answer the question. Because it just makes it more heartbreaking. If we don't. All you need to know is Stan's now asking questions. And no matter the answer, the questions alone will destroy the one good relationship Stan has left. Meanwhile, Philip and Elizabeth continuing to go away, uh, they get disguises for themselves and Paige, and they decide to call Henry, just to have one last chat, uh, Philip and Elizabeth talk to him, Paige almost talks to him, but she ends up not being able to, she just can't handle it, uh, she can't act normally on the phone, when she knows she's going to be talking to her brother for the last time, uh, but they get on the phone and say, Hey, uh, we're proud of you, and we want you to be yourself, and, uh, we love you. And Henry actually thinks that Philip's drunk because of... (laughs) Because of all this random shit he's saying, which is kind of funny and sad at the same time. Like, the last words to Henry are like, ha ha ha, you're drunk. And it's kind of effed up. 100%. And then Henry has to go back to his little ping pong tournament, to his life. And they say goodbye to him for the last time. Because that is where he belongs, that's where he's happy. And the fact that, oh my god, the fact that just a few minutes later we see Stan going up to St. Edward's and telling Henry presumably everything, oh my god, it's hard to watch. It is so hard to watch Philip and Elizabeth talk to their son for the last time, knowing they'll never see him again, knowing he will spend the rest of his life hating them, knowing that he is going to be American forever. And because of that, he will have a skewed perspective of his parents. And there will always be that unbridgeable gap between them, because he doesn't understand... But at the end of the day, it's the best thing for him. America's where he belongs. He's not like Philip and Elizabeth, who grew up in Russia, then went to America with all the Russian sensibilities. He's not like Paige, who was told that her parents were Russian and got eased into the idea of having a Russian lifestyle. He is an American. So this... This blissful ignorance is the best gift that Philip and Elizabeth could give him. I also love that their final meal in America, before leaving for Canada, Philip and Elizabeth and Paige go to McDonald's, the most American anything ever. Just have a meal at McDonald's before leaving this life behind forever. And by the way, Philip for a second thinks, hey, what if I stayed just for a bit, just for like a year to ease Henry into it, make him understand? And Elizabeth's like, yeah, I get why you'd want to try. I'd stay too if I could. And this exchange of dialogue is brilliant because you know what you're seeing here is parental wishful thinking. These are parents saying, I want to make my kid understand. I want to ease my kid into this. I want to make my kid not hurt. But of course, they both know that can't happen. Every second any of them stay in America, they're in serious danger. Any second, every second they're in the American borders, they are screwed. Philip could stay if he wanted, but he'd be signing his death warrant, basically. He'd just be begging to be arrested. Begging to be tried and as illegal. If he did that. So, of course, he can't do it. Then we get this train sequence. Uh, Philip, Elizabeth, and Paige are all in, like, separate cars of the train. They're chugging along. Uh, they stop at the border, have a run-in with U.S. Border Patrol, who just search, uh, the train. routine deal. Uh, they have pictures of Philip and Elizabeth. Uh, they look at fake IDs, and they're- they seem to be- you know, convinced this is not Philip and Elizabeth. This is what's her face and what's his face. So they clear that. But as the train moves along, as the train keeps going, Philip and Elizabeth see Paige on the platform. Wordlessly saying, I'm not going with you. And honestly, I cannot picture a more perfect end to Paige's story. Because keep in mind, keep in mind what Paige's entire journey has been. Paige's entire journey has been pushing back against her parents, questioning her parents not entirely understanding their line of work. Think back to just last episode. Paige came in, said, hey, what's with this sex stuff, and calling her mother a whore. I mean, no matter what Paige said, I feel like in the back of her mind, she always knew. She's not Russian. She's not her parents. She's not at their level. She can't adapt like they can. She can't be a chameleon like they can. She can't live with abandoning her brother. Like they can. So she too says... This is where I belong. Without words. She too... Reveals to us... I mean, yeah. I did the missions with them. I was a lookout. I did some stuff, but... None of that ever meant... I was my parents. She stays... to take care of Henry. She stays... because she knows nothing else. And honestly... there's something poetic... about it. Because this entire show... they've tried to force... Paige into a box... They've tried to force Paige into being something they want her to be. And that's been different for both Philip and Elizabeth. Philip has seen her as this innocent, pure soul who must be blissfully ignorant until it's too late. uh, Until she can't be anymore. And must be sheltered from everything that is KGB. Elizabeth has thought of her as, no, she needs to know where she came from. She needs to know who she is. She needs to carry on our work and stick it to the Americans. Help Russia make the world a better place through that. And the reality is, they were both wrong. Paige isn't a pure, innocent angel. And she's not... A reincarnation. Of Elizabeth. She is not. Uh, the. Badass. Super spy. And she is not. The innocent bystander. She is something else. She is her own person. They've constantly tried to say. You. Are blank. But the reality is, like, that's not for them to decide. That's for Paige. And Paige in that moment decided, I am not my parents. I am not the person that can just go to another country and adapt. I am not the person that can run away and abandon everything I've ever known. So she makes her own decision for the first time in however many years. She kind of proves that right from the beginning, this whole concept of the second generation illegal was a stupid one. And I find it very interesting that the first place she goes is the safe house. And just sort of sits there and drinks some vodka. She's just like, yeah, whatever. I wouldn't call Paige American. I think she has evolved beyond that label over the course of this series. But she's sure as shit, not Russian. And there's a great message in this arc. There's a great message in this arc of you are not who your ancestors were. You are not who you descended from. You are who you choose to be. Home is not where you were originally from, where your origins were. Home is where you grew up and where you want to be. And for Paige, both of those are America. Hell, if I subscribe to the ideology of your family was from blank, therefore you belong in blank. If if I subscribe to that ideology, I'd be moving to Scotland. I don't want to move to Scotland. I like America. And Paige is making a similar decision. And with her just going into a safe house and drinking some vodka, she is going into this place where she was allowed to be neither. When she was outside of that safe house, she was American. If she went back home, quote unquote, with Philip and Elizabeth, she'd be Russian. But in this safe house, she got to learn about her culture, she got to spend time with her mother without any of the barriers, without any of the pretenses, while still being able to leave and live an American life. She got to be this middle person that she was. So, of course, she'd go back there. Of course, that would be where she goes. Because she doesn't identify as American, and she doesn't identify as Russian. She is somewhere in between. And that is the only place she could be, somewhere in between. And I mean, yeah, Paige is probably going to get screwed by this. She's probably going to gonna be interrogated. I'd be surprised if she wasn't punished in any way for what she did. Taking part in these operations. But I also think she doesn't care. She doesn't want to become her parents. I think the parking garage showed where the life of her parents would take her. A life of regret. A life of guilt. A life of screwing people over. And she didn't want that. I have always said that page is arc in this show is the best thing about it. And I think this ending, very subtly, sort of opens up this can of worms. I've been talking for at least like 10 minutes, maybe 15, I don't know, I'd have to listen back. I've been talking for so long, just spitballing, talking out of my ass about all these different layers to Paige's existence. She's arguably more interesting ...than her parents. She's arguably more interesting... ...than Stan... ...because she is put in... ...the most... uh, ...impossible decision... ...of anyone. Be the most impossible place... ...of anyone in this show. I honestly think Paige's story... ...is the most compelling... ...the most poignant... ...the most... ...absolutely incredible. And this train sequence... ...and the fact that she goes into the safe house afterwards... All of that just sort of emphasizes it. And Philip and Elizabeth, I think at this moment, kind of realize there was no point. There was no point in putting her into a box. She needs to be her own person without us. We need to go where we belong. And our kids need to be where they belong. And even though their blood is Russian, their lives are American. It's all they've ever known. They haven't been able, they don't have the conviction to just adapt and start from scratch like that. So, Philip and Elizabeth continue on. Uh, They get on a plane from Canada into Europe. And Elizabeth has a dream that is really ethereal and kind of awesome. She has a dream. She's in bed with Gregory, smoking a cigarette. She looks back, sees the painting from Erica, looks back down. Gregory's gone, and she sees a picture of Paige and Henry. Now, there are a few ways to interpret this scene. My personal favorite, and what I honestly think was the intent of this scene, is Elizabeth is basically having this dream where she's sort of realizing everything she loses now that she's leaving America. Everything that she has lost Everything that she took for granted in her American life that is now gone. Things that she didn't really take the time to think about were uniquely American. The time she cherished with Gregory. The beauty of getting to know an amazing artist with Erica. And two incredible kids. Elizabeth, more than anyone else in this show, has been on the F America, F America, F America train since day one. But I don't think she realized how much America gave her. And I think this dream was her finally understanding, as she is leaving forever, never to return This is what I lost. This is what I had, and now it's all gone. Then Philip and Elizabeth cross over to Russia. Cross over to the Soviet Union. They meet Arkady. They have a little drive back to, uh, back to... Moscow. And then uh, they see all the like view of the city. And they're like, hey, Arkady, pull over. And they get out. And they just stare at this home that they have not seen for over 20 years. And now they are finally back. And they reflect on what has happened. The hard life they have led. The children they left behind. They talk about how they'll be okay. And they'll remember us. And then a final line. A a final exchange of dialogue. Philip. It's strange being back. Elizabeth. In Russian. We'll get used to it. They've returned home. Where they belong. Where they've always wanted to be. Paige and Henry are in America, and that's okay. Everything's in order. Everyone's where they're supposed to be. And yeah, Philip and Elizabeth may have a hard life in Russia. They're going to have to answer for all the shit they did with the Gorbachev stuff. And we don't know how that's going to go for them personally. I mean, obviously we know that eventually the Soviet Union collapses. But other than that, we have no idea where Philip and Elizabeth's lives will go after this. We have no idea the consequences they will befall. And also, they're going to have to confront some shit. Philip's going to have to meet his son. And, God forbid, they run into Martha one day. Cause if they do, oh my god! I've I've always like dreamed of like the fan fiction where Philip and Elizabeth just run into Martha one day, and Philip's like, "Hi, hi fake wife. Here's my real wife. Um, Kay. Yeah, this is awkward. Like, they're gonna have to deal with some shit." But it doesn't matter. Because they're back home. They are safe... In their own country. The long nightmare of being behind enemy lines, as it were... Is finally... Over. And so ends... The incredible saga... Of the Americans. My god, I love this show. It's so, so perfect. And I'm so happy... Uh, I got to dissect every little piece of it. Has it always been perfect 10 out of 10 material? No. There's a couple seasons that aren't as good. Uh, Season 1, I've talked about at great length, I think is structurally weaker than everything else. Like, there are, like, plot lines very early on that take a little bit too long to gestate Martha. But... Oh, boy, did everything get paid off from Season 3 on. Once they hit their stride in Season 3 and started doing 10 out of 10 material. Oh, boy. It has been magnificent. Season 1 was really good. Season 2 was great. But Season 3 and beyond was... Some of the best television at the time, quite frankly. I love it. It's amazing. It's an incredible, incredible series. And I am very happy I got to relive it once again for this show. So that's it. We're done with that. Uh, so, I'm gonna put up another poll tomorrow and be back in the podcast feed. God damn it. I swear to God, I literally had technical difficulties, my mic go haywire, as the show was closing. F my life. Anyway, technical difficulties, I'm back. Uh, so, poll tomorrow. I'll be in the podcast feed tomorrow as well talking about what that poll is. Uh, I got some good picks. I got some good picks, and I'm very interested what uh, people will decide, where my fate will go. Uh, So that'll be tomorrow. That poll will run till the 11th, and then season four of the Television Archive, uh, whatever that ends up being, will take place, uh, will premiere May 13th. Uh so a week off for you to just go nuts in that poll when it goes up. Yeah. Done with that. Uh if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV Archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button. On the anchor app, I will play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. And uh er, er, oh shit. Patreon.com slash shit. Fuck. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, tomtom4468, and support the show, patreon.com slash Thomas Clark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there, or if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow, as I said, to talk about the next Television Archive poll. Talk to you then.